Top of the top, episode 231, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. First time listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, salute. And they're just an episode, some topics we want to hear about. Thank you for listening as well. Podcasts available on all podcast streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Go out, subscribe, leave comments, reviews, put your people on. All greatly, greatly appreciated. This week's episode, the NBA season preview. The NBA season will tip off this Tuesday. Two notable games. We got my Lakers going up against the defending champs, Denver Nuggets. Also, we got the Golden State Warriors going up against the Phoenix Suns. So I'm glad to have the NBA season back. So what I normally do with this episode, I probably take five teams from each conference, talk about them, the teams I'm looking forward to seeing, I'll say, Talk about their off-season moves, why I expect from them this upcoming regular season. But also, also where I want to start with, the new NBA in-season tournament to start the season off. And the NBA has implemented a new policy to deal with this load management issue that's been going on for the past couple years. So let's start there with those two first. First off, the new in-season tournament starting Friday, November 3rd to December 9th. All 30 teams will be involved in the first NBA in-season tournament. All the games played, the games will count toward the regular season standards as well. So that was the deciding factor for me. We got group play action. We got knockout rounds. I'll save y'all all the details on that. And at the end of the tournament, they'll be named the MVP and the all-tournament team as well. The championship game will be played in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. So just a new form, a new format for the NBA. You got to adjust with the times. You got to keep the fans engaged any kind of way possible. We've seen with the NFL, the way they change their playoff format. We've seen with college football playoffs. They're going to expand teams uh, with that shortly as well. So just adjusting with the times. I'm not mad at it. The deciding factor for me was knowing that the games in the in-season tournament will count toward the regular season standards because it was something I thought – it's at the beginning of the season. Uh, will players and teams really be that invested in it? But knowing that it counts toward your regular season standings, I'm sure teams will be engaged. And it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. It kind of counters what the NBA players have been saying for the past few years, saying 82 games is long. So they're saying we're going to keep you with 82 games, but – we're going to make the first half of the season a little bit more intriguing than normal because a lot of people will say, well, yeah, outside of the first week, uh, people really don't start tuning in until Christmas Day or All-Star break or something like that. So for people who think like that, now you got this in-season tournament to where, you know, players kind of got to come out the gates with it, you know, because it counts toward their regular season standing. So I'm looking forward to it. Um I'll say my prediction for that later, you know, who I think will win the in-season tournament. But once again, November 3rd to December 9th, the in-season tournament. Like I said, I'll save y'all all the details on the group play and the knockout rounds and all that. It's a lot that goes into it. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the upcoming weeks. And also, this load management issue, a new policy has been set for the load management issue. It kind of um, – 
points more toward the all-star players than all the players in the league from what I've seen in my research. So what it's saying, for all-star players who were all-star players in the past three seasons and you have multiple players, all-star players on your team, no more than one player is unavailable for the same game. So let's say if Anthony Davis and LeBron James, one of them want to take a rest day, that means the other one has to play. So instead of both of them sitting out, only one of them can sit out. Uh, stars should be available for televised games and in-season tournament games. Also, a balance of a one-game absent for home and road games. And they prefer if you're going to sit out, you sit out at your home game rather than your away game because in the away game, in some cases, you may only go to that arena once a year. And somebody is coming just to see you for that one time that year. So I completely understand for that that aspect. Also, what they're saying, reframe players for having long-term shutdowns. This mainly is for uh, players who are on a team that's out of playoff position. So for the rest of the season, they just shut them down. So let's say if Anthony Edwards out of Minnesota and Minnesota's out of playoff contention and they have like 20 games left and Minnesota say, well, Anthony Edwards is dealing with a shoulder issue. We're shutting him down for the rest of the season. When it's really because maybe he is hurt, but it's mainly because, hey, the rest of the games we got this season is not going to help us get into the playoffs. So we're just going to shut them down. And also, healthy players rest in present and visible to fans. So that means even if you hurt or whatever, you still have to come to the games so the fans can see you. And I wonder, do you got to suit up? Because that was my main issue with Ben Simmons for the past few years. Yes, you are on the bench with your teammates, but you're wearing all these designers, these shades, and these bright-ass colors. Meanwhile, you got players on Brooklyn out there sweating and all that. I'll say at least make them suit up. Like, man, if you can put a suit on, you can put – this Gucci and Versace or whatever designer these people wearing nowadays, if you could put that on, you could put up at least a warm-up suit for your teammates, man. That's my thing. So that's the issue they're dealing with in terms of load management. Like I said, from what I've seen in research, it's dealing with more of the all-star players rather than every player in the league. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm glad that the NBA has countered these complaints. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, with the in-season tournament, it was the whole, what, 82 games. That's a long season. Injuries, fatigue, and all that. So they counted with, well, we'll make the first half of the season a little bit more interesting then. How about that? And with this load management issue, which I think should have been dealt with years ago, all right, if you got multiple players on your team, one of them got to play. If you hurt, you still got to show up so the fans can see you. If you rested, we prefer you rest during the home game so the away team, they audience can see you play. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it overall. And now let's get to my breakdown of the upcoming NBA season. First off, starting off in the Western Conference, of course, starting with my Lakers first. Last season, we got swept in the Western Conference Finals for the soon-to-be champs Denver Nuggets. But the positives from last season, we had a huge second-half push. We acquired some people before the trade deadline. Mainly, Austin Reeves stepped up. Moore stepped up. D'Angelo Russell has stepped up for the time being. Vanderbilt was a great asset as well. Anthony Davis held it down while LeBron was injured. When LeBron came back, we made a push in the play-in. We got in the playoffs, made a great, great run. But like I said, unfortunately, 
in the Western Conference Finals. We got swept 4-0. But off-season moves, off-season moves. We extended Anthony Davis' contract. Austin Reeves, Hachimura, and D'Lo were resigned. Vanderbilt got an extension. We picked up Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat. And lastly, we signed Cam Reddish, a guy who I've been fighting for since he came into the league. He was drafted by the Hawks. I don't think the Hawks really valued him as much, so he was traded to the Knicks. The Knicks didn't even want him, which was kind of odd. Like, why would you even trade for him if you don't want him to begin with? And he only was in Portland for a cup of coffee. Now he with my Lakers, and I feel like he's going to be a great, great asset for our team on both the defensive side and offensive side. He's the guy I'll be looking to the whole season in terms of players who to come up from the bottom and make their presence known in that aspect. So I'm looking forward to see what Karen Raiders do. I think he hasn't got a fair shot in the league yet. And the main thing to look forward to with the Lakers, is this the year Anthony Davis is going to take the keys to the organization? And then now I'm more, I'm more excited to see what if Anthony Davis don't do it, is Austin Reeves or Hachimura going to be like, all right, let us two do it. If Anthony Davis can't do it by himself, let us two be the guys to at least have him to where, hey, man, you got all the space you need to do what you need to do. LeBron's going to do LeBron things in year 21-22. It's amazing to see. It's amazing to see. He's going to be LeBron regardless still. But now with Hachimura and Reeves really getting that confidence that they need, because that last season, the way Austin Reeves and Hachimura ended last season, I'm expecting them two to be very, very confident this season. So, Anthony Davis, it's really no excuse at this point, man. Stay healthy. Anthony Davis, you can make some noise. We're letting you know. We're trying to give you the keys to the organization. But if you don't take it, Austin Reeves and Hachimura might just come out of nowhere, and that could be a little – Situation, But I think Anthony Davis is going to do what he's supposed to do. I think that 4-0 sweep against uh, Jokic last season gave him the wake-up call that he needs for this season. So I'm looking forward to see how he does. D'Lo, D'Lo got to make up for his absence in that series in the playoffs. So I think all in all, we got a very, very great chance of making a run. I said it last year. We would have start the season with the group that we ended the season with. I definitely think we would have been in a better position in terms of playoff standards. So this season, I definitely think we're going to be in the playoffs. Like not, not fighting for a play-in or nothing like that. We're for sure going to be maybe, I'll say, I'm going for third or fourth seed for my Lakers this season. And like I said before, the player I'm looking at the most to see what he does is Cam Reddish. Now granted, it may not work out. And I'll be on here to say, hey, Cam Reddish with the Lakers didn't work out. But I just feel like he has yet to get a proper opportunity in the league. And we'll see how he does. Darvin Ham, second season as head coach. I'm confident in him as well. So we'll see how it goes for my Lakers. Next up, the defending champs, Denver Nuggets. They defeated Miami Heat in five in the finals last year. In the offseason, they got rid of two players from that championship team. Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. They're really looking forward to seeing that young talent step up, see what they can do. And now what I'm looking forward to seeing the most from the Denver Nuggets, you went from the hunter, the hunter, now you're the hunted. That aspect is like in wrestling. Like, yeah, you've been chasing the title, chasing the title, and now you got the title. How will you react to now you're the top dog? Now you got to 
really repeat, honestly. The way the league is set up now, it's still up in the air in terms of teams who can win the championship. So you're looking to repeat at the same time. How's your attitude going to be this year knowing that you now you're the top dog, you got Jokic, you got uh, Murray. How would you respond being the hunted versus the hunter? But like I said, as long as you got Jokic on your team and Murray, you're going to make something happen. So I'm sure the Denver Nuggets will find their place back into the playoff picture. Also, Phoenix Suns, a team that made some moves this offseason. They lost the conference finals in six to the Denver Nuggets last year. Of course, the big news with the Phoenix Suns, they traded for Bradley Beal. So now you got Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, that three-headed monster in your starting five. They got Nurkic as well, Grayson Allen, and Eric Gordon. So they got some pieces to build around for that heavy, heavy starting five. Mainly, they got rid of Chris Paul this offseason, DeAndre Aiden, and Cameron Payne. I'm looking forward to see how Nurkic does in this role. Aiden, I thought there would be a perfect opportunity for him to easily average a double-double. They got rid of him. He's in Portland now. So Nurkic, let's see how he fits in with Bill, KD, and Devin Booker. I'm sure they're going to make a playoff run as well. What to look forward to with the starting five, though, with those three guys, a lot of ball movement. They cannot rely on heavy isolation plays. I'm looking for a lot of ball movement. I'm looking for that bench to somehow somebody, somebody from that bench to step up as well. With those three guys in the starting five, it should make it easy for them to score at the beginning of the games, but I'm looking forward to seeing when that bench come into play, who's going to step up when those three guys are on the bench. Is it a time where all three of them are on the, on the bench or maybe two at a time or one at a time? Looking forward to see how they operate with that. Defense, defense got to turn into great offense for the Phoenix Suns. If you're handicapped at certain positions, especially, like I said, on the bench, that great defense needs to turn needs to translate into great offense. So that's what I'm looking forward to with the Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal, I can't forget about him, Bradley Beal. Your perfect opportunity to finally do something in the playoffs. I'm positive they're going to make the playoffs. Bradley Beal, you've been handicapped with the Washington Wizards for so long. You only did so much in the playoffs. Now it's your opportunity. You're surrounded by KD, surrounded by Devin Book. You don't got to be the top guy. Bradley Beal, just showcase what you can do, and I think Phoenix Suns will be in the perfect, perfect uh, position. Also, in the West, Los Angeles Clippers. I think the Los Angeles Clippers will benefit the most from this new load management issue with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You got Westbrook over there. Westbrook's going to do Westbrook things, but the gist of the team is still Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think they should benefit the most from this load management issue, the change that they made. Kawhi Leonard, man, just go out and play for your teammates, man. Just go out and play for your teammates, dog. Paul George, this offseason, he's been receiving a lot of credit with these young players. A lot of these young players really, really love Paul George. Now it's time to showcase why they love you so much. But is this the year we're going to finally see the fruits of having Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the same team? Are we going to see that coming to fruition this year with the Clippers? That's yet to be seen, in my opinion, to the extent that we thought we was going to see or everybody else thought they was going to see. We'll see how it goes. And, of course, Golden State Warriors. I cannot, as long as Golden State has those three guys, Draymond, Clay, and Steph, they're going to be in the mix. 
regardless. Andrew Wiggins stepping up. Of course, they acquired Chris Paul. I wonder what Chris Paul's role is going to be. I think automatically it's going to be coming off the bench, helping that second string get going without Clay, without Steph on the court, without Draymond on the court. That's just my opinion, but we'll see how it goes. Of course, they got rid of Jordan Poole. I think a lot of us saw that coming, especially after the playoff performance he had. He's going to the Wizards now. So I think Andrew Wiggins is going to really find, because he was out for numerous reasons last year, so he really couldn't get going like I thought he would. But coming this season fresh, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to benefit a lot from not only Jordan Poole being gone, but just being on the court with Steph, Clay, and Draymond at the amount of time he's going to be on the court with them. So I'm looking forward to Andrew Wiggins. Clay Thompson got to get back to his normal self. I mean, if you watched the playoffs last year, he was not the Clay Thompson we used to seeing for the past few years. So I'm looking forward to Clay Thompson to get back in his own. And I wonder for the team overall, will they stick with small man ball? I mean, where's the size coming from? You know what I'm saying? You got loony, but I mean, we've seen what Jokic can do. That's what every team in the West should be looking at. How can we defend Jokic? How can we get Jokic? uncomfortable, that's the main thing now. So with small ball work, when you looking at Denver Nuggets, that size that the Denver Nuggets got, with small man ball work. So I'm looking forward to see how Golden State reacts to that. And my honorable mention, teams who I'm not going to get in detail with, but I think they're going to make some noise this season in the West. Of course, Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie, Luka, I think they'll, they'll be better than they were last year. I think Luka and Kyrie will work better on the court with those young guys surrounding them. Sacramento Kings, I think they're going to probably be in the race in terms of the end-season tournament. Just a young team looking to continue to prove their point. I'm looking forward to see what Sacramento do. And Memphis Grizzlies, of course, they're going to be with John, without John Morant for a while. They got Marcus Smart coming over from Boston. I think the Memphis Grizzlies will try to find their way back into the playoff picture. Jared Jackson, of course, defensive player of the year, so – We'll see how it goes, but those are three teams who I also think will make a playoff push in the West, Dallas, Sacramento, and Memphis. Next up, let's talk about the Eastern Conference, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks. Last season, they lost in five to the Miami Heat in round one of the playoffs. Offseason should go without question. They picked up Damian Lillard from Portland. That was the big offseason move. They picked up Robin Lopez and Cameron Payne as well. But they also took a loss with Drew Holiday going to Boston. But you got Damian Lillard. So that's really the, you know, one plus one equal two scenario they got going on. But Damian Lillard, you cannot deny the talent is there. But Drew Holiday, you do take away a huge part of that team chemistry as well. And they also got rid of Grayson Allen. So what to look forward to? Me personally, I think Dane Lillard is going to fit in perfectly with the Milwaukee Bucks. And the only thing that I saw people were complaining about is, well, this still is a big move. He's going with Giannis, Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks, who recently won a title a few years ago. It's just the fact that it's Milwaukee, it doesn't look as sexy as a, a Miami Heat or something like that. It's still Giannis and Chris Middleton and those guys over there. So don't get it confused just because it's Milwaukee. It's still a huge pickup, in my opinion. So, Dame, the way the type of player Dame is, I think he's going to fit in perfectly with the Milwaukee Bucks. Best chance, again, another player, 
the best chance for Dane Little to do something in the playoffs is with the Miami, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. He got into the playoffs a few times with Portland, equal to nothing. But with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, I think he's going to get to at least the conference uh, conference finals, in my opinion. So we'll see how it goes for Dane. Chris Middleton should benefit. He should be coming back healthy this year. Giannis, focus on the paint. There's no need for Giannis to try to shoot threes with Dane Lillard. I really didn't understand why Giannis was trying to shoot threes to begin with, but he should definitely not even try threes now with Dame on the court. And Giannis has to work on those free throws, man. Is I mean, we've seen it before with Shaq and all that, but come on, Giannis. Come on, man. It's, it's ridiculous at this point, dog. Work on your free throws, man. But I think Milwaukee will be in a great position now that they got Dane Lillard. I think he's going to fit in perfectly with that team on and off the court. So I'm looking forward to see what Milwaukee Bucks do this season. The Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics is a team that got the most approved, in my opinion, this season. Like the clock is ticking at this point. Uh, Jalen Brown got his contract. I'm not sure what Tatum contract situation is, but I'm sure excuse me, he's going to get paid as well. But Boston Celtics got the most approved, in my opinion. Last season, they lost in seven to the Miami Heat in the conference finals. All season, they picked up Drew Holiday, Chris Stapps Porzingis, but they lost the heart and soul of the team, in my opinion. Marcus Smart to Memphis. Robert Williams, that's some size that's gone as well. Grant Williams and Brogdon. So they took a lot of hits in the offseason, in my opinion, in Boston to rely solely on Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and now you got Drew Holiday, which is a great pickup, in my opinion. But you got rid of Robert Williams, who had some size. Brockton coming off the bench was great for him. Grant Williams was great for him. I mean, we'll see how it goes for Boston. We'll see Porzingis. He's been a shell of himself for the past few seasons. He's not really been the unicorn that we came to know when he first came in the league. Of course, health issues and all that. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they coaching staff get it together. But I got Boston as the team with the most the most to prove this season, honestly. So we'll see how it goes for Boston. And my favorite team, honestly, out east, the team I'm looking forward to seeing the most, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last season, they lost in five in round one to the Knicks. All season, they picked up Matt Strews from Miami. But these, this is my sleeper pick in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers with Spider Mitchell, Garland out there. I like that team. I really, really like the Cleveland Cavaliers team. And I think they're going to make a major push this season with Spider Mitchell and Garland leading the team and everything. I think, and now they got Strews, who's a shooter. I think they're going to make some noise out East. Also, the Miami Heat, Matt Struess is gone. Gabe Vincent is gone. Udonis Haslam has finally retired as well. Oladipo, who just keep getting, you know, hindered with injuries. I hate to see that. Cody Zeller's gone. But the Miami Heat still in position, in my opinion, in the East to make something happen. They still got some dogs over there. Pat Riley, you can never doubt him on making moves during the season as well. So the Miami Heat, I think they'll be a team to look out for still in the East. The Brooklyn Nets with Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think they can make some noise too. I think they'll be like a late push into the playoffs, maybe a play-in team. But with those teams, just the talent around them, I think they'll somehow, some way come together, make it to the play-in. Also in the East, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Bulls, I think those are the four teams I'm looking forward to seeing in terms of play-in situations out East. So the NBA season tipping off this week, 
Once again, Western Conference teams I'm looking forward to seeing. First, my Los Angeles Lakers. Next up, defending champs Denver Nuggets. Also, I have the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Los Angeles Clippers. And three teams you should have your eye on. Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie and Luka. Sacramento Kings. In some way, somehow, I think the Memphis Grizzlies will find their way into the play-in or maybe even the playoffs. But we'll see how it goes. And in the Eastern Conference, teams I'm looking forward to seeing, I got the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, and teams I think will be fighting for that play-in position. I got the Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks, and Chicago Bulls. So this has been episode 231, Stash House Podcast. Make sure you guys go out, have a great work week, a great school week. Beware your surroundings, stay safe, drink plenty of water. Keep me in your prayers. I do the same for y'all. Salute. Thank you.